It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coop and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Kitts. Hey, today we have a couple of things to talk about on the show. And one of those is, if you haven't noticed, and you probably haven't noticed, um, they've canceled a bunch of stuff on Netflix that we've reviewed and we were really shocked that they did. So what have they canceled so far? Okay, so they've first they canceled Iron Fist. Yeah. Then they canceled Luke Cage, which uh-huh. is already, you know, in the script writing process. Yep. And they just now canceled Daredevil. That's and, crazy. See, I, I couldn't believe they canceled Daredevil because that's one of their highest rated shows. Mm-hmm. Um, beloved by critics, beloved by audiences. You know that, I mean, Netflix doesn't release their viewership rating, their viewer ratings, but come on, you know that that show is one of their most watched shows. Oh, I know. Um... But, you know what, I liked Iron Fist and Luke Cage, but I was like, well, I kind of get it. But Daredevil was the one that really shocked me. That shocked me. That um, really shocked me. Which I can't makes believe me, they canceled it. Which makes me think that, okay, so uh, if you haven't heard by now, Disney is releasing, is doing uh, their own streaming service, family-friendly streaming service called Disney Plus. Some that's going to launch... Late 2019. Uh-huh. Sometime late 2019. Right. And uh, so people are like, well, are they going to move these shows to Disney Plus? No. Huh. I do not think that's happening. Mm. Because Disney Plus is going to be a family-oriented, nothing beyond PG-13 stuff. So if they, there's not going to be any TVMA or R-rated material. So, on this streaming service. What about The Mandalorian? I guess The Mandalorian is going to be like PG-13 at the most. Yeah. So, I mean, it's Star Wars. They're marketing to families. Yeah. Um, this whole thing is, mar- whole service is being marketed to families. I mean, um, Kevin Feige's producing Marvel shows for it. You know, mm-hmm. they've already, you know, greenlit them. Uh, the, the Scarlet Witch and Vision series. Yep. Uh, the uh, Loki series, mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, they just announced they're they're developing a a Falcon and Winter Soldier team up series, cool. and also a Groot and Groot and Rocket series. <laughs> uh, and these are all being produced by Kevin Feige with all the cast from the films. That's amazing. Um, and these these aren't going to be like ongoing series; they're going to be like mini series, like yeah. maybe about six episodes each. Um, but uh. Yeah, and yeah, that's it's gonna, it. It's going to make, I mean, with that and The Mandalorian, it's right. going to make you want to get Right, there's going to be like two other Star Wars shows on, uh-huh. on there as well. Um, but anyways, the difference between that, those TV shows, and the other television shows is that this is being, these TV shows are being produced by Kevin Feige, uh-huh. the film arm, versus Jeff Loeb, who runs, and Ike Perlmutter, who runs the TV yeah. Our, our yeah. division, yeah. and so this is what I. So there's apparently been you know, there's been some some, some bad blood between like Pearl Mutter and Kevin Feige, and that's why with like Marvel's Agents of the Shield, you don't see any of the film, uh, the actors from the films on there anymore, other than Coulson. But you don't have like guest stars like mm-hmm. like like Samuel L. Jackson and and Jamie Alexander right. and Sip and stuff anymore because of all that. 
infighting within the studio between the two divisions. But, so, anyways, here's what I'm thinking is going on. All that bad blood's been going on right now in the studios, and I'm, so I'm starting to wonder, okay, so apparently the producers and and everything on the film side, or television side of Marvel were actually, they said they were shocked by it, Mm -hmm. because Netflix is the one that axed it. And Netflix said early on, those are our shows to keep or cancel. So they made that clear a while back. But I think, like, now that Disney is doing this competing thing, so if you also, if you haven't heard, they're pulling all their Marvel and Disney content by, content from Netflix by the end of the year to move yeah. it to their new. And maybe series. that's the reason Netflix so did that. That's kinda, what I'm they thinking. Were off they, they were ticked off. They were ticked off. So, oh, well, fine. We'll you know, who cares? It. Who cares that this is one of our highest rated shows? It, we're, we don't. We're uh, we're a little myth that they're pulling all their content from our yeah. service, so we're just gonna axe it. Which okay, so all that's left now is Punisher and Jessica Jones, and they they're already they're gonna their next seasons are gonna happen. They're gonna yeah, run right. as normal. But let's be honest, well, they're done. At least you can go out and you can get the, the Blu-rays, right? Can you, right. Can you um, the, the first like, two seasons are on Blu-ray right yeah. now of Daredevil. So and you can um, get them on Blu-ray. Yeah, Netflix is still going to sell those because mm-hmm. you know they're making money off of those DVD sales right. and stuff. They're having to bring in all this new avenue from DVD sales and stuff like that. That's why they've started merchandising because they're they're like all these millions in debt because they keep mm-hmm. borrowing and borrowing to make these high produced shows. So yeah. they're gonna ha- they're having to pull in you know new funding for right. from somewhere to pay for all of this. The, so, okay, so we're lamenting that, but the, the next thing we want to talk about is that Richard and I went to go see Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, mm-hmm. uh, with John C. Riley and uh, who plays the girl in that? Uh, Sarah Silverman. Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Um, it was, okay, so I'm going to give it, to start off with my review, and this is a spoiler-free review, okay, we're not going to spoil the movie, Um I'm going to give it about four stars. Yep, that's what I was going to give it. Four stars. Because, and, and I think it's, I'm giving it that just because I didn't feel like, it was still a great movie. I, uh-huh. I still loved it, but it did not, it did not live up to the first film's quality. Not it was all. not quite on the same level as mm-hmm. that. Um, I felt that some of the, some of the plot points kind of were, they were, they were a of, bit recycled. They jumped a little bit too much. Like and didn't didn't go fast enough. Oh yeah, uh, maybe yeah. Um, there were some other things that I felt were a little bit. Um, well, if you're taking your small children to this, mm-hmm. um, there are some pretty disturbing images in this. Uh, I, I was thinking. I mean, I saw it in a theater with some small children, and then when the things happened at the very end, it was like the kids were like, "Ooh, that's scary, boy." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the little kids were the little little yeah, kids. Okay. I mean, like you know, three four years old. They were a little freaked out. Um, but uh, overall, though, I, I don't want to be negative about the movie because I think it's it's a pretty good film overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some really funny stuff in there with, you know, Disney princesses. You've probably already seen that, so I'm not really spoiling anything. But there's, like, all the Disney princesses are in this movie. Mm-hmm. N- not, not Princess Leia. No, not Princess Leia. Yeah, you have to consider her a Disney princess now. Um, I suppose. I mean, Star the, Wars was in this. Yeah, it was. But have you heard the theory that, um, uh, what is it, uh, somehow now um, 
uh, Ripley from Alien is a Disney princess. No, I have not heard that. Uh, <laughs> fan theories are fun, because, but they're dumb. No, they're not. Real. It's because of who owns the owns the Alien series now. Because the Disney. Oh yeah, owns well, it. well, sort not 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 until the first of January. Yeah, it's pretty but funny. Anyway, it's, it's done. But um, to get back to Ralph, Ralph was. Uh, I thought it was really. Um, there was a couple things that uh, I took my teenage daughter to see the film. Okay, she's a sophomore in high school, and uh, one thing that she remarked was that, "Dad, that is exactly how the internet is. They, yeah. Their depiction of the internet is exactly what the internet is." And I, I would have to agree. They did a really good job of visualizing what the internet is. My my okay. So one of my favorite parts that I thought was hilarious, and I don't care. This isn't like a major plot point or anything. I just thought it was funny. Was there was a, this little kid playing an online game, and he's going, "Gosh darn it!" Like I mean, he says, "Gosh darn it!" He doesn't curse. PG film, but you know what they're doing is it. It's you know you've got all these ki- little <laughs> kids playing Fortnite and like cussing up a storm, and so that <laughs> yeah. was pretty funny. Then. Um, I thought that they did a good job of like um illustrating a lot of these kind of online games and stuff and how they work um and you know how things get famous on the internet it was a lot of commentary about like our internet life and Mm. how it affects us and whether it's really that important um you know and and above all it really is a movie about friendship right it it couldn't get too you know, they couldn't dive too deep into themes of the internet, though, because it's a family film, so they couldn't get <laughs> too real with it. Because that's what I was thinking the whole time. Where but, is that dark side of the internet? I'm glad they're not showing yeah, that in that's, this movie. It, I mean, there was a, there was a <laughs> scene like pop-up ads and stuff, and there was one part where, where this guy comes along and says, Sassy... Uh, sassy housewives looking for love. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, but there... I, I would say that... There's want to meet you, sassy wife, housewives yeah. that want to meet you. Yeah, um, that I'm just thing, gonna. But. What I was saying about the, the disturbing image, I wasn't really talking about the thing that happens to Ralph. I'm talking about the guy they go see. Mm. And there's this scene in there where they go to the darker part of the internet, right? It's supposed to be the <laughs> oh dark yeah, part the dark net, yeah. And there's this character that's pretty creepy. Yeah, I mean, that I was that was like, pretty what messed up. In the world is that? It's funny. I mean, it's a funny scene. The but jokes in that scene creepy. were pretty dark. They were dark. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty, they were kind of mean. Yeah, um, they were. Uh, but, I mean, overall, um, I really think that the message of the film is pretty good. It has, like, it's about friendship. It's about, you know, uh, what does it mean to be a friend to somebody and not be clingy and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I, I think my... That was, one of my biggest issues was, and this is kind of the case with a lot of animated films and stuff, and, and not just animated films, other films too. Sequels come along, and they kind of retread the same theme since mm-hmm. the first one. Basically, the theme it retreads is Ralph's not very is not very thoughtful, and he does something wrong, and now he's got to fix it. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah. that's pretty much the theme of the first movie too, and it's the, it, it carry it it kind of carries over. I think what we're hitting on is. That the characters, <coughs> excuse me, characters don't seem to develop enough uh, further than what they were in the first film. Um, we have some character development, but it's not very pronounced. I guess no. you could say it's not very strong. Um, 
But it is a good movie to take your it's kids funny. to. It's funny. There's a lot funny. of funny bits. It's really funny. Um, if stay all the way to the end of the credits. Yeah. I was a little disappointed by um, the Stan Lee cameo, which, rest in peace, Stan Lee. Yeah. If you haven't heard, he, Stan yeah. Lee died recently. It's, it's, it's pretty, but he, it was pretty, pretty lackluster. It was, ba- it was basically, it wasn't, I'll just say it wasn't a speaking role. It was just kind of like a visual role of him. He just popped up for about two seconds, which is yeah. what Stan Lee does, is like two seconds of screen time, but no speaking. So I will be happy to see like his, his upcoming... Uh, uh, cameos in the end of the Spider Verse and Avengers mm-hmm. Four because those mm-hmm. those were already done. Yeah, before he died. So and was Captain Marvel? Was that one done too? I don't know. I'd like. I to... I would assume you so. Know, because... I heard a rumor that they have filmed all of his cameos all the way out like, they, for several years. They said that they well, Kevin Feige said that, or maybe it was the Russo brothers said that he filmed several cameos for several upcoming films already. So mm-hmm. it wasn't. So he he's they're not like waiting around. Yeah, you know yeah. as long as they take for other. Anyways, um, getting off track there. Um, <laughs> the only thing that almost makes me want to dock half a star is that Sarah Silverman has has a musical number, and and it's like a Disney princess song. There's a whole bit about uh, Disney princesses. All they they do is think about their dreams when they're staring into an important body of water <laughs> and then they break out in song it and she true. does that yeah it, it is, is true, true there's a lot of stuff about that's pretty funny that they kind of break down i don't know down. i'm gonna have to disagree with you i like the song uh, i thought it was hilarious. my 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 i was like <laughs> sarah silverman she cannot sing and it made my ears want to bleed oh yeah well it that's the whole point of it bleed. though i, mean, I guess she's not a singer yeah and, I and guess. she's trying to pass herself off as a disney princess and mm-hmm. it's just not working but it was funny. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to give the movie four stars. I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm not four, budging. Four stars, yeah, neither am I. Not a, uh, Still a great film, mm-hmm. but as a lot of sequels go, not as good as the first. Yeah. It's hard to top that first movie, though. I mean, And yeah. here's what I'll say. Um, it stinks that it took six years to get this, though, and I was really excited when they finally did it. But uh-huh. now I'm like, you know... The third's really unnecessary. We don't need a third. Let's just leave it. it kind of makes me wonder about Toy Story. Yeah, it's, that seemed really unnecessary. I mean, I'll still go and watch it, but that that was pretty unnecessary. It yeah, seems. It, yeah. It it pretty. I don't know where else you can and go. That, they're me. really hyping it up too because mm-hmm. they had that uh, interview with Tom Hanks where he said they did that scene where yeah, they and all he, like, cried and, and they couldn't get through. Okay, Tom. Okay, we get that you want us to see it. And, I know, and know. there's a whole thing going on with like even the latest poster and stuff. People are like, Woody's gonna die. <laughs> like, nah. Um, okay, so our this week we're doing a movie of the week, and our movie of the week this week is Pulse. From, 1988. Yeah, 1988. Pulse. Um, interesting film in that there are some really well-known people in this movie. Um, one of the people that's in the movie... For the time. For the time. For the time. And not only that, people that were famous later. Um, there's a guy that has a bit role at the very beginning of the movie. Um, oh, my goodness. And I should have looked his name up before I said this. But um, he played Tuvok on Star Trek Voyager. He has a bit role at the very beginning of the movie. And he, he shows up as a cop that investigates a crime. Yeah. Um, okay. But the big one... The big one is uh, uh, what's the guy? The guy from uh, from Blossom. 
Oh, uh, Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence and his little brother, Matthew Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Fast and Furious. Fast right? and was Furious? He fast and... What? No. Who was Joey Lawrence? What was Joey Lawrence in? Uh, he was, well, he was in that boss. I never watched Blossom, but okay, he was but, in this uh, sitcom no, no, called. Matthew, Matthew Lawrence. His Matthew brother. Lawrence? His little brother. No, he wasn't in Fast and Furious either. He was in Boy Meets World. That's right. And yeah. he had some other bit parts, like he was the little boy that was. It, that the the witch was gonna cook up in Tales from the Dark Side. Oh the movie. yeah, that's right. And he's like telling the witch stories to avoid uh-huh. getting cooked. And <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah. The I never saw Blossom, but I watched uh, Brotherly Love, and it had Joey Joey Lawrence, uh, Matthew Lawrence, and uh-huh. I forget their other little brother's name. The young, that's even younger. Uh-huh. He was in that, but I I know Matthew Lawrence mostly because I grew up, you know, watched. I grew up on Boy Meets World. I watched Mm -hmm. it from beginning to end. So I'm very... So I knew him from that. What's weird is... uh, I mean, it's got like... um, What's her name? The the girl that was in... Roxanne Hart. Yeah, Roxanne Hart. She was in Highlander. Clifty Young, who was was very... Very... uh, Had a pretty steady career throughout the 80s. I can't remember everything he was in. He was like the dad in in, uh, Flight (laughs) of the Navigator. Yep. um, Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. Kind of... Kind of B-rolls. Yeah, you know. then he was in, not too many years ago, in, in a movie called The Last Flight Out, which is a very bad Christian movie. <laughs> um, I'm sorry if you yeah. like Christian movies. It was bad. It was bad. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but um, so the, the premise of the film is basically there is this electrical discharge or something that's like yeah, floating it's like from a house bolt, to house. Yeah. And it's malevolent. Yeah, it's malevolent and nobody believes that it is, but apparently it's like driving people crazy until they like wind up getting killed. Yeah. Or they either kill themselves uh-huh. or they uh, or they get killed by it. <laughs> and the whole you go through the whole thing kind of expecting some kind of explanation and there is none. There's <laughs> no, never there's an, explanation. Not an explanation, and there's not like, and there's not like, oh, it was a ghost or something like that. Yeah, there's no some origin kind of back, story. No origin or anything. What was that movie uh, a long time ago? It was a movie called The Shocker. Shocker with Mitch Pileggi. That's yeah, what I Mitch made. Mitch Pileggi. Yeah, Mitch Pileggi, where he would like, he was like a serial killer uh-huh. that got electrocuted, but somehow his soul like got Went into the, the wires and stuff, and and then he could like. Show up in a TV in a TV show yeah. somehow like Mister Mixelplex or uh-huh. something, but there was another one like that called uh, Ghost in the Machine. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that sounds familiar, but I don't remember uh-huh. seeing it. Ghost um, in the Machine has this, almost the same plot where a guy like gets in a computer or something. Oh. Okay. Goes on the internet and he's like evil and kills people. Isn't that the Lawnmower Man? <laughs> the Lawnmower Man was like that too. Mm-hmm. There's so many of these movies that where technology tries to kill us. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maximum Overdrive. You know, oh, so the 80, many different movies. I, it's like nobody, everybody was afraid of technology in the yeah. 80s. And yeah, why 80s, were they? But it was know. new and different. And people new. were scared of it. They didn't know what it was. Ooh, scary technology. Look Video out. Video games. Oh, they'll rot your brain. Okay, so basically this kid, nobody believes him. The, 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 the electricity monster tries to kill him like several times. Mm. And it like scalds his I guess it's a stepmother. It's a stepmother, okay. which was pretty, which it was I, awkward. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this has a very uncommon element to a horror movie. Uh-huh. The stepmother is actually a pretty nice person. She's she loves cool. She loves the child, the stepchild. She does. She's not some kind of wicked child trying to oust the child or get rid of him or something yeah. like that. She hates him because, like, she's, you're not my child. She's I hate extremely you. cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and even like does cool stuff with him, yeah. you know. Um, I also felt like at the beginning of the movie, like whenever the kid finally comes to his dad's house to spend the week or spend however long he's supposed to spend at his dad's. Cause his well, he was supposed to live there, but but well, then the whole like, deal is he was wanting to move back. It's like know? the dad is like, that dad that's like, oh, I'm going to buy his affections or whatever. And he has like this cool room. It's like his bed's a car. Or yeah, like his a, bed's a car and there's like a racetrack oh, wallpaper painted, on, the painted wall. on in front of it. And, <laughs> it's like, yeah. here kid, here's a bunch of money. Love me. Yeah, well, his dad's like basically a, a workaholic, and yeah. so he never spends time with his kid. Has his son come over to stay, and then like never is never there. Yeah, <laughs> just ditches him. Well, it's like Woody Harrelson's dad. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except he didn't kill people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it was pretty. It was pretty good fun. Mm-hmm. It, it and you know it. Um, it was entertaining. It, it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. There was a pretty funny line in there. It's like. Uh, my mom, we have a, we never use a microwave. It's like, well, we had we had a microwave, but we never use it because my mom says it makes you sterile. And, <laughs> and I that one. yeah, and the, and the and and it like kind of freaked the the stepmother out. She was like, well, that's not true, or it's not it's not true anymore. I don't think. <laughs> that was so weird. That was so awkward. <laughs> The bit where she gets like scalded in the shower was yeah. like really, really disturbing. It was. I mean, the, break the glass. Yeah, that was pretty. I mean, it was. You didn't really see her get it happening. You, you saw the shower coming down. You couldn't see her behind the like the shower pane, glass pane of the shower door. But and even when they showed some of it, like you know her burns and stuff, they weren't mm-hmm. that bad. But no. you know, this was a pretty low budget movie. Yeah. So that's okay. Another you thing know. that's kind of cool about this film that I thought was kind of interesting was the effects they had on the electronics and stuff. Yeah. they Because they show like um, solders and stuff like coming loose and then like re-soldering in different patterns. Yeah. It was like, like it's trying to write its own code mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that was pretty neat. I, that's mm-hmm. what I thought was kind of that's why I kind of thought, like, well, is it going to be some kind of monster or something like that? But, you know, you, who knows? But, anyways. <laughs> what was the deal with it when the TV was scanning his face? Yeah, that was weird. That, that, was, was, never, that was never really explained. It's like, well, I guess it's... You know what I thought was, like, shock... So, one of the things that shocked me the most was not even a scary thing. This is, like, 1988. I was, like, two years old. And so, I was like, so maybe I'm remembering the price of things wrong. But she, the stepmother, she said uh, that videotape ruined, and she took it back to the video store, and they, and she had to pay for it because it was ruined. She said it cost sixty dollars. Cost sixty dollars for a VHS. Actually, in nineteen eighty eight, was that right? They were expensive. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you uh, if you rented a videotape and you took it back and it was damaged, you had to pay for it, and usually it was pretty expensive. I mean, we rented from Blockbuster. That's why people rented movies because it was too expensive to buy them. You couldn't. You had to at at the beginning when it started out. You know, you rent movies because if you buy them, they're they're pretty expensive. I don't know about sixty bucks. That's pretty hot. Yeah, it's pretty steep. But that, that's pretty steep. Pretty steep. Um, but anyway, the film is pretty good. Check it out. It's uh, it's called Pulse. Mm-hmm. And there's another, there's like two other movies called Pulse. Don't get, get it confused. Yeah, there's like one in 2005, 2000. That's the thing. I, it's like, well, people don't, you know, we can pick, you know, like one word titles because you can't, you can't copyright a single word. Yeah, right. So, 
Um, but uh, but this one's from 1988. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, and you know, it, you can watch it with your older kids if you want. This was PG-13. It wasn't extremely mm-hmm. violent. Yeah. It had it had some scary kind of violent things happen, but it wasn't like gory or anything yeah. really. The, probably the goriest thing is a guy gets hit in the head with a bolt. Yeah, he gets hit in the head with a bolt of. Uh, it was like a, <laughs> it was like a uh, a sanding thing that came on and it, it like. Vi- whatever the electricity monster thing was, like uh, vibrated the bolt over on the table till it got over to the to the sand- electric sander and then shot it at his head. And, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, he's, like, and he's uh, bleeding." And uh, <laughs> so, anyways, basically trying to kill him. But I remember. Yeah. So basically, uh, yep, never. It, it's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. It's not it's not super dumb like you would. It, it sounds really dumb, but it's not it's not as dumb as it could have been. Yeah. It's a dumb, it's a dumb premise, but it's not really a dumb movie. It's oh, and, and when you watch this movie, be sure to keep your eyes out for a Cobra Commander command set. Yes, is it's, in this yeah. movie, and it's like got all the Cobra figures and stuff, and they're playing with it. And man, I haven't seen one of those in forever. And you know, this uh, this director, I can't remember his name, but I was looking up his filmography, and this was like his only feature film he he it was interesting is the one he did before this which was from 1965 it was just a three minute short called herbie wasn't about the car it was it was just some kind of thing that says it was just like some jazz playing to like some weird black and white imagery and then it says this reflection has been brought to you this and just like an avant-garde film yeah but the interesting thing about that was it was by him and george lucas Really? Yes. I was oh, like, wow. That's weird. This three little minute jazz imagery <laughs> short, they, contemplation short is what they called it at uh, the end of the video. I watched weird. it because it's on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. like three minutes, but it's like, that's kind of weird. His only other thing, his only other film was with George Lucas, but it was just like this, okay, it said it was from some college. It so was like some George, college board. So movie. like George Lucas, he made very few films. Yeah, it was, it, it had like the logo, Cal, something, <laughs> University of California. So it was made wow. for some student type film with George Lucas. <laughs> wow, that's cool. So. Okay, well, um, I, I guess that's all the time we have for today. Be sure and go check out um, Wreck It Ralph too. It's pretty good, um, and you know, go check out this Pulse movie from '88. It's pretty funny. All right, until then, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots. <laughs>